Welcome to the Spiritual AF Life Podcast, a magical place where your host, Heather Danielle, psychic medium, will bring the mystical woo-woo world down to earth in practical ways. Tune in every Monday for your weekly reading and on Wednesdays to hear fascinating conversations with spiritual experts, uplifting stories, and deep dives into the metaphysical world, all to help you tap into the invisible guidance that's all around you. It's time to start living a spiritual AF life. Get cozy. The conversation is starting now. Wow, I cannot believe that it has taken me seven years to be able to talk about it. And I am still maybe not 100% ready to talk about what happened with Doreen Virtue. Now, this is something that you probably heard a lot about um, in the past when it happened. I'm going to go over everything from who she is, how I found her, what is going on, why did what happened happen, and maybe some other things that will help you out to make your own decisions on whether you are still going to use her items, read her books, believe in what she has taught us in the past, and then also to clear up some misconceptions around spirituality and and really set the record straight with some of the things that she has been saying even recently. So we're going to dive into all of that right now. So hold on for the ride. And I just have to tell you that I am human. And so that means that I may think differently than you. And I hope that we can just have this little open conversation, if you will. And you could hear a little bit more on my side, but I am definitely going to try to remain as unbiased as possible during this time to give you all the information so that you can really move forward having the best information to make the best choices that you possibly can make. All right, so let's get into who in the world Doreen Virtue is. So if you don't know who she is, that's kind of crazy. But then again, you might have woken up a little bit later. So Doreen Virtue is a former New Age author and a motivational speaker who was really known for angels. Okay, so she ended up going ahead and creating more than 25 angel cards, oh, actually different kinds of themes of cards, you know, past lives, mediumship, you know, tarot cards. And then she also wrote over 50 books. And so a lot of her books do have to do with angel numbers, angel therapy numbers, healing with the angels, the light workers way, angel tarot cards, archangels and ascended masters book. I probably read almost every single one of her books and I have a majority of her oral card decks. And she actually is very, very smart. So not only it was she a an amazing psychic medium channeler, but she also has her doctorates in psychology. Psychology. And then within that psychology degree, though, she really did do a lot of studying and work with nutrition as well. So she was very much across the board, very knowledgeable, very, very smart um, person. And what ended up happening was I found her when I started waking up spiritually and one of my friends was telling me about her and I couldn't even believe it. I was like, oh my gosh, this is like an angel, an angel lady and she's going to teach me all these things. And what she ended up doing was every single Saturday, I believe it was, that she would post a weekly card reading. And I just remember watching that like it was, you know, my church every single day so that when I actually woke up and I started thinking about how I wanted to do readings for other people, what ended up happening was I created a Sunday 
video where I did a weekly card reading because Doreen Virtue had like what I thought anyways was like millions of followers and she was such an icon. She was on my vision board, you know, once I woke up spiritually and found out who she was. And then I was like, oh my gosh, she is such a big group of people listening to her weekly readings. I wanted to create a weekly reading too so that I could just give it to the small little people, you know, my little my little group, not necessarily small little people, but my little group of people because she still had thousands and thousands and thousands of people watching her weekly card reading. But then I was like, oh my gosh, if I could go ahead and do a reading, it would just be for the 10 or 20 people that might listen to my video and then I could be helpful to them and I could kind of share her, you know, teachings with everybody else. It was so incredibly amazing and honestly I kept on doing that and I have been doing my weekly card readings since about 2017 so I've been doing my weekly card readings for freaking seven years I just now put two and two together that is freaking crazy because in 2017 is when she changed her course and we're about to get into that really quick but my weekly card readings ended up turning into coffee and cards and then I do that every single Sunday now with the free readings. So anyways, she was an icon in the new age realm. She was a Hay House author. And what ended up happening, a little bit of her backstory, she grew up in the new age kind of thinking, the metaphysical way of thinking. So that's going to be, you know, spirit guides. It's like a mediumship or, you know, the go-to thing. I believe that her grandmother was also a really great psychic medium from what I remember reading from her books and everything. And then she just kept on going. So, you know, Doreen Virtue ended up reading and well writing a lot of books on like fairies as well. So she went really, really deep into the metaphysical. And this all began in 1995, basically, when she had an incident during a carjacking. And she said that the angels spoke to her and saved her life during that carjacking. And then she just kind of just um, submersed herself in all of this new age teachings and metaphysical stuff. And then she ended up getting in with Hay House and it just started snowballing into this amazing world that she had created for, um, for herself. And I absolutely was stunned with Doreen Virtue because she was everything that I wanted to be. She was a psychic and she was a medium and she was a giver of animals and to people. And I just absolutely loved her. Now, I'll tell you, when I first found her, I was scared to death of her. I thought this was crazy, a woman that could speak to angels. And I remember my friend literally in this house in my backyard telling me about Doreen Virtue. And I was so incredibly scared. But I was like, okay, I'm not going to be so scared because, you know, she's talking to angels and she would often quote the Bible when I found her. And so I was like, okay, I feel kind of safe with her. And she was the um, the creator of the first decks that I ever bought, which was my Archangel Power Tarot, which is no longer by her. It's by Randley Valentine. They had co-authored that. Um, and I believe too, the James Van Prague Talking to Heaven, she might have co-authored that and they took her name off of it as well. But definitely the Archangel Power Tarot cards. So what ended up happening? Well, in 2017, she was at church. By this time, she started getting more and more involved with the Bible. And at this moment in time in church, what ended up happening was she had a vision of Jesus. And Jesus basically um, was talking to her and told her to come back 
to come back to the Bible, to his teachings, to his work, and to leave New Age. And that is exactly what she did. She ended up denouncing everything that she ever created that was metaphysical, you know, New Age related. That means that she denounced all psychic, all mediumship, everything. She asked Hay House to no longer sell her card decks, and they obliged. And I was really surprised about that because I think that it really tells you what kind of company they're running. In case you don't know, Hay House is a publishing company that is mostly new age things that was founded by Louise Hay. And they actually said yes. And they were making a lot of money off of Doreen Virtue's books and Oracle card decks. And when I found out that she had asked them to no longer sell those things, I think what they did was they just kept on running off the little bit that they had left, you know, selling those. And then they completely stopped after this. They were like, okay, yep, we are totally going to honor your wishes and things like that. But what they did was if she co-authored any kind of Oracle card decks, they just took her name off of it and then they kept it with the other co-author. So for example, Brian Weiss's past life Oracle card deck, they ended up taking her name off of that, even though she was a co-author there and they just left his name on it. Very similar to my Archangel Power Tarot decks. So now you are able to get kind of like her decks, but they no longer have her name on them unless she was the only one to author those decks. In that case, you can't get them unless they are online. And I'm just going to let you know they're worth a lot of money. Most of them are. And so keep that in the back of your mind as we move forward. So she had this vision and she was like, yep, I'm being told to no longer do this. I need to move forward and I need to denounce everything. So she's asking people to no longer use her card decks, no longer read their her books, none of those kinds of things. She is gotten rid of all of it. And she still talks about this to this day. So if you look on her social media, she is 100% like get rid of all that stuff. You know, like this is all from demons. This is all from not of love and light. This is not from God. This is not from Jesus, which it's, it's, it's kind of crazy and we're going to be getting into some of that kind of stuff because um, that's the reason why that I'm talking about this is because of the things that she is saying is so incredibly inaccurate for the new age and the metaphysical and the spirituality that I teach that I know and that I live every single day to where I am like, what in the world is going on with you? What kind of freaking spiritual background did you freaking have and did you believe in? Because this is not what's happening with me. And so a part of me is like, wow you know, are one of these conspiracy theories a little bit right. So we're going to go into some of those right now. So some conspiracy theories of what the world happened. So the first thing is, is that people believe that she converted because she was receiving large sums of money from illegal donations for her animals. So she used to have this website called um, earthangel.com. I believe if you go there now, it just talks a lot about Christianity and everything else like that, because I feel that she kept that website. Um, it's worth a lot of money, that website is. So I believe that she kept it, and now she just converted it into a Christian website. But what she used to do was she used to get donations for her animals, and she would show you her animals during her like weekly card readings that she would do, and she would be you know sitting there with like her goat and everything else she had moved to Hawaii with her husband and they kind of had like an animal sanctuary and so then she would go ahead and she would gather donations on her website so there are some talks that she did this illegally and a lot of it is illegally um, done because you know we don't know if they're actually spending it towards animals or if it was for her and there's some conspiracies too about the taxes and all those kinds of things and so she was getting herself a little bit into deep with some of the money things around the metaphysical world that it was easier for her to 
denounce it and those kinds of things as opposed to you know, saying the truth and really fighting the consequences of her actions, you know, legally speaking, um, from the money standpoint. There is other conspiracy theories saying that, you know, there was disagreements with the, you know, with the community within the metaphysical world, and she just needed to get out of it, okay, that she just needed to, you know, wipe the slate clean and those kinds of things. There could have been some contracts that she didn't want to fulfill, you know, whether it was going to be with Hay House or other kind of work events that she would do, because she would travel all over the world and she would you know do workshops and things like that so there are some talks that you know she did want to get out some out of those contracts and she didn't want to work with those people anymore for whatever reason and maybe perhaps too that she even owed them money these are just conspiracies the other thing too is that she was just in a lot of legal trouble and so going ahead and denouncing and doing all of this would help her out a lot you know and then there's also too that she was making more money um if she would denounce this world. Now, I think that one is just crazy because there is no freaking way, in my opinion, that she's making money off of this. If anything, she is losing a lot of money because if you think about it, she was the trailblazer. She was one of the biggest icons. In fact, I don't think that Hay House has been able to find somebody to really fulfill her role. So a couple of the people that I believe that are trying to take her place is Kyle Gray, and also Diana Cooper. But they're still not what Doreen Virtue was. She is like, I don't know, I don't know how to, to say this, but you know, when you look at icons in the music industry, you might look at Aretha Franklin, you know, Tina Turner, you know, I am from Motown. So maybe that's the reason why where my brain goes where it does. But she was like that to us. She was that kind of trailblazer. She was that kind of icon. And I got very emotional and I'm still very emotional with what happened to her because I feel so incredibly like let down because I wish I could have helped her. I wish that, you know, things weren't this way because she went from sharing so much love and light. Okay. Like, I mean, she helped me out so much to get healthier and now she is spreading so much evil. She is sp spreading so much horribleness. And it's so funny too because she thinks that she's spreading more love and light and she's not. She is creating more fear. She is creating so much more like heaviness in the world and it just freaking drives me nuts because I am like because you believe in the Bible now which is fine go ahead and believe in the Bible but now you're going to share all this misinformation and you're going to be telling people all this horrible things and scare them and you are spreading more fear than than ever before so now I just listened to something that and you know from her from her words, okay, that happened um, anywhere from 2020 to 2021. And she says this, that Jesus came to her in a vision, okay, and he was there. He was a 3D person. He was standing there right in front of her talking to her, which is kind of crazy because I do agree that's not a vision then. That's a visitation that she received from Jesus. But when she went to tell everybody, you know, about this, you know, issue that she had with Jesus or this visitation that she had, what ended up happening was, you know, they weren't welcoming that kind of thing because that is not a thing that happens to normal Christians. Christians 
in this traditional sense, in the way that she is talking about it now, this is not my opinion, but the way she's talking about it, they do not believe in visions and visitations and things like that. They are like, this is not normal. That is, you know, metaphysical. And that is not allowed according to our teachings of the Bible in which she is following. And it's kind of crazy because when she goes down and she starts talking to people um, on podcasts and like video interviews and things like that, they ask her about this vision. And then all of a sudden, she's realizing that she's getting backlash about this vision because it's no longer accepted to be able to have those kinds of visions and visitations inside of the Christian world that she goes ahead and starts saying, well, maybe it was a demon. But the demons aren't working effectively because they turned me toward the Bible. And then I'm like, oh my God, like hypocrite much? I'm sorry, like I'm being a little bit more opinionated than I wanted to be. But it's like, oh, okay. So when it turns towards the Bible, then all of a sudden, it's no longer demons, right? It's only demons if they don't point you towards the Bible. So when she had the carjacking back in 1995 and the angel saved her life, you know, she says those are demons now, that demons talk to her. So demons saved your life. Okay, I feel like they would be working really inefficiently because from my viewpoint, demons are supposed to spread fear and anger and hatred and violence. But now you have demons that were saving your life. Oh, okay, so they saved your life so that you'd go ahead and teach the metaphysical world. Okay, I guess that I could kind of see that. But now you have this amazing Jesus visitation, but now you're like, okay, those are possibly demons as well. Okay, I, I don't understand what in the world is going on, you know, because she's like, well, it's not, I don't think it's demons because demons, you know, wouldn't, you know, have said love and light. Well, guess what? I talk to spirits a lot and not one of those spirits have ever said to do anything bad. In fact, a lot of those spirits too will be talking about the Bible. There's a lot of good information in the Bible. There are some really good things that you can learn and you can believe. And all of my spirits that I talk to, whether they're spirit guides, past loved ones, or angels, always say too, if you love the Bible, if that makes you happy, if you believe in the Bible, if you have found their teachings to help you live a better life, then go for it. Read the Bible. Know the Bible if that's what's good for you. If you are a person that loves like church or being drawn to it, go ahead and go. Go to church. Do that. Be part of that community. So I would think then that quote demons that people think that I am talking to then, you know, are inefficient as well. I don't know. Listen to this. Are you ready for this? This is something that she posted April 5th, 2020 on her Facebook. This is her quote. When I was in the new age, I was deeply involved with following conspiracy theories. This meant that I was always nervous, afraid, and angry at businesses and politicians. After Jesus saved me, I lost all interest in conspiracy theories. No matter what evil plots are cooked up by politician or business people, the fact remains that God is in charge. I highly recommend staying away from conspiracy theories. They only lead to anxiety. Trust in the Lord. Okay. One, like, okay, okay, awesome. Like, I feel the exact same way too. I feel that no matter what evil plots are cooked up by politicians or business people, the fact remains that God is in charge. I just use a different freaking term. 
I'll be honest with you. I use spirit because I don't want to be associated with the term God and how people are structuring the God. All right. The God of the Bible, though, especially the one that's in like the Old Testament is not my God. I do not believe in that God. I do not believe in a God that is sitting up in the clouds judging me. I do not believe in a God that is like, okay, you have to do this and this and this. And if you don't, you're going to freaking burn in hell. What the heck? What kind of God is that? What kind of belief system is that? If anything, that sounds demonic, does it not? I am the one that is saying spirit and it's all one, all consciousness that everybody is together in this. And guess what? I do not feel nervous or afraid or angry at all in businesses or politicians, not for the most part, because I believe that God is in charge. I believe that spirit is in charge. I believe that we are here to make the world a better place, you know, little by little by little and that prayer works and meditation works. And we need to be living in a place of love so that we can spread more more love so that maybe we can conquer some of the evils that are in the world. And then it's like trust in the Lord. She like, you know, put a little arrow around there. Yes, trust in the Lord. I just don't call it the freaking Lord. Trust that the universe, the spirit, that God, whatever you want to call it, is in charge. So my thing is, is that like, why is she all of a sudden bashing us, you know, and what we believe in when we believe in the exact same thing that she does. It's just that the difference is, is that we may not believe in 100% of everything that the Bible says, or we may believe in everything that the Bible says, but you interpret it differently. I graduated from a freaking Christian college. I have my bachelor's degree from a Christian college. And one thing that I had to do while attending school there is to go ahead and agree to follow the teachings of Jesus. And it was fine. It was great. And I learned a lot about the Bible. And one thing that one teacher really instilled in my mind is that words, phrases, and things like that meant so much different in the past than they do now. And that he kind of, and I don't remember any specifics that I could tell you right now. I wish I could. But it's like people interpret these things way wrong. And some of the things, too, that they do say about psychic abilities and things like that, I do 100% agree with. You know, like, for example, is, you know, you shouldn't rely on it. And you shouldn't rely on, you know, always reaching out and always calling home and things like that. You are meant to be independent. It's just like you are at summer camp, you know, and the, uh, the other side is our home. And so you can't keep on calling there, like, every single day. Hey, I'm on the right path. Am I on the right path? Like, is this okay? Is this okay? Is this okay? It's like, oh, my gosh. Just have a little bit of fun, okay? Enjoy your time there. Time on earth is really, really short. Now, I do live my life spiritually all throughout the day, but that's just because it's like a lot of fun. It helps me feel a lot better, but I'm not always asking them for advice and, you know, always calling home. I'm just kind of, you know, you know, remembering them as I go throughout my day, if that makes any kind of sense. Now, I do have to say, though, she was really, really deep into some conspiracy theories. So I wonder if that really has a, you know, an effect on why she did some of the things that she did, because she was really obsessing over them, including like the New World Order, the Illuminati, like she was going pretty freaking deep in some of this stuff. And I don't really go that kind of deep. I am like a practical down to earth woohoo chick. So that means that I am very woohoo, um, as in I am like up in the stars, up in the not really astrology, but I'm definitely up with psychic and mediumship and spiritual connection and all of that kinds of things. But I don't go too deep into like the 4D world, the 5D world and stuff like that. I keep it very practical because I want to be able to apply it to my everyday life. Um, and some of those conspiracy theories, that's exactly what they are. They can just be consp conspiracy theories. And then what they do is that they instill fear in you 
and, and, and what is the point in instilling fear into other people? Like, what is the point in spreading, you know, evilness and, you know, things that are just going to cause you anxiety? And I know people in my life that keep on freaking sending me conspiracy theories. They're like, oh, on this date, this is supposed to happen. Oh, and on this date, that's supposed to happen. And I'm like, oh my God. Okay. Like, just chill out. All right. Like, trust, like she says, in the Lord. Like, trust in the spirit. Trust in God. You know, like, things are going to, you know, work out okay. You know, it's really important to be in the present moment and to just really trust that things are happening for you and not to you, those kinds of things. And really trusting too, that if something is supposed to happen, it will happen. I think that a lot of people that have, you know, um, written the Bible, they really gave man like too much credit. Okay, because it's like, oh, you know, you shouldn't know the future and you shouldn't know this and you shouldn't know that. So that's why you shouldn't use freaking psychics. And it's kind of like, you don't think that our freaking creator would stop a psychic from honing in on something that they weren't supposed to hone in on? Who's freaking in charge here? Okay, God, universe, spirit is supposed to be freaking in charge. So it's almost like I have zero zero qualms at all about what comes in to my brain, my mind, my impressions during readings. I don't have any qualm about it whatsoever because God is the one that's in charge of what comes through to me. You know, so God, spirit, they're the ones that allow that information to come through to me. So that means that if you're not meant to know something, you're not going to freaking know it. Okay. I'm only human. I I'm in this little body. I'm a speck of the divine. I am not the divine. And so it's almost like thinking that I can go ahead and be in charge and like know better than God. Like that's freaking crazy. Okay. That's just weird. Nobody freaking thinks that. And there is so many freaking misconceptions that we're about to dive into that she is spreading and it's kind of making me mad. And I'm really happy that you're here to listen to this because I felt really, really bad for some of the ways that I have felt. But now I'm like, wait a second. No, I don't feel bad anymore because she's flat out lying about a lot of things. So just to start off, you know... I think that if someone lies about one thing, then they could be lying about other things. And I really, really do try to be that person that is not going to exaggerate things, that's going to try and come from the middle part and definitely not lie. Because I think that if you're lying about one thing, then you're lying about other things. And so she's been lying on a lot of her videos too, saying, oh, you know, that was an old video saying that I was involved in, you know, thinking that that was um, a, vi a vision of Jesus. She has since taken down her um, testimonial about what happened that day but it's like yeah I watched the things and you're saying that you were just a baby Christian and that you didn't know any better yet and that's the reason why that you were talking about your visitation from Jesus but no you were just talking about it too in 2020 2021 like you were talking about it all those times too so no you're you you, you kind of lied about um those kinds of things okay so now we're going to go on to something that she just posted on her um, Facebook page and that is new age items that you have to get rid of your house. And I'm like, are you serious? So of course she talks about angel cards. So you need to get rid of all your angel cards, all of your tarot cards, all of your oracle cards. Now I can understand from her point of view why she's saying this, right? Because she is saying that this goes against, you know, God and things like that, which I think is freaking crazy because the God universe spirit, which is Gus, right? That I believe in, it's like, no, they, they want you to be able to communicate. But then again, I guess the Bible says that you shouldn't communicate, which is freaking kind of crazy because isn't half of the freaking Bible based in communication with F and God? Sorry, but like did not Gabriel come to freaking Mary and say, hey, you're carrying God's baby, 
Like that is freaking crazy, okay? So they can go ahead and communicate with that kind of stuff, but then we can't, okay? So angels are all up in the Bible, warning people, telling people things that are going to happen, you know, but that's okay, but it's not okay if we do it. Even though we're made in Jesus's image, we can't do the things that Jesus did who obviously he did crap like Reiki and stuff like that, you know, curing people and then turning water into wine and stuff like that. But apparently Jesus can do that. We can't do it, even though we were told that we were made in his image. But I digress, moving on to some of the spiritual items that she says that you should get rid of in your house. And like we already talked about was angel cards. So angel cards, tarot cards, those kinds of things. I can understand that the Bible says, you know, you shouldn't be playing around with them, blah, 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 blah. But here's the thing. They are a divination tool. So a divination tool is something that you use to communicate with the divine, with your higher source, or maybe even your higher self. So a lot of times with the pendulum, I believe that we're really connecting to our higher self, our subconscious mind, okay? It is a tool in order to get insight, you know, that could help you out on your path. So gypsies were really, really big with this. And so gypsies would carry around pendulums, but they weren't allowed to use this, right? They the Divination tools were against the law and all those other kinds of things. And so what they would do was that they would make necklaces. Um, so pendulums out of necklaces so they could hurry up and then take their necklace off. And then they would go ahead and, you know, use their pendulums as a divination tool to give them insight. Now, this is really needed. Did you know that Harriet Tubman, who was the leader of the Underground Railroad, she actually relied on God speaking to her to navigate her way, you know, all the way from down south, all the way up to here to Michigan. Isn't that freaking crazy? It's a really, really interesting book and it's called um, One Nation Under God, I believe it is. And that is one of the ones that I read, I read, which really talks about how the U.S. was founded on Christianity. So it's really interesting that how it's like what's good for the goose is not good for the gander. You know, what's good for one person like, oh, now Harriet Tubman can go ahead and she can still be holy and she could have, you know, be talking to God. But um but us who talk to God, but maybe not believe in 100% of the Bible, now all of a sudden that we're outcast. And I have to tell you one more thing too, before we go on to some of these items inside of, you know, her video that she put that we should not have in our house, but we also really need to talk about the fact that, you know, Jesus was not born on December 25th. There are so many misconceptions around religion and it all stems from the pagans getting pushed out of their beliefs. So Constantine apparently was the one that decided that Jesus's birthday was going to be December 25th. Now, this is what I read. I can go ahead and see if I can put some of my references in the show notes so you can do your own research, but this is what I read. This is what I found. And so one of the reasons why he did it was, it was a political move against the pagans because the pagan festivals were really, really big around this time because of like the winter solstice and that kind of thing. So he wanted to, you know, basically get rid of them, which I can understand because back in the day, the pagans were kind of weird and they would do, you know, sacrifices and stuff like that. But still, there's so many of these conspiracies, just like Easter. Oh, Jesus rose from the dead, you know, which is really awesome and stuff like that. But where in the world do bunnies and freaking eggs come into play? Oh, because it's a freaking pagan holiday. It's not a religious holiday. They did that on freaking purpose. You know, um, they also tried to move forward and do that like in Mexico and stuff like that. And so that's the reason why that All Saints Day is like the next day from the Day of the Dead. But the thing is, is that the people who were down there in Mexico were so firm in their beliefs that they couldn't push the Day of the Dead away. <laughs> you know, they could go ahead and make it All Saints Day, you know, All Hallows Eve and things like that. Like they could try and push it, but they can only push them so far because it's like you can't get rid of us. You can't get rid of our beliefs. 
but the pagans were made to feel so stupid, you know, um, and outcasted and things like that, that they had no choice to a lot of times to conform, including like people like the gypsies. But the gypsies were still kind of too um, set in their ways as well. And that's the reason why that they started using, you know, um, their pendulums as necklaces so that they could hide that they were using divination tools. But anywho, let's move on to mala beads. When I seen this on her video, I was like, are you serious? You're, you're going after mala beads? So in case you don't know what mala beads are, they are beads that a lot of people wear as bracelets, they wear as necklaces. The monks freaking use mala beads. Now, from what my memory serves me, mala beads traditionally have 108 beads. These 108 beads represent the 108 emotions that monks specifically, you know, should overcome in this lifetime. So, you know, you talk about anger, fear, jealousy, you keep on going down, there's 108 of them. A lot of times this is used in, in meditations and it's almost like... You know, you breathe in with one bead and then you move it um, between your thumb and your um, index finger and then you breathe out and it gives you something a little bit more to concentrate on. Um, with the monks, a lot of times they, you know, say or they think about each one of the emotions um, as they move through each one of the beads. Now, a lot of these beads too have um, crystals that they're made in, you know, so they might be made in like tiger's eye, you know, rose quartz, aquamarine. And so they might also just give you a little bit more um, of an oomph or whatever that you're trying to help yourself with. But I really feel like the mala beads are very much a healing you know, modal not modality, but a healing thing that you can have in your life. And it helps calm you down. It helps make you more mindful. Why the heck is this on her video about get these new age SHIT out of your house right now? Like, are you serious? It's a mala bead. It's, it's, it's like a beaded necklace or a beaded bracelet you know, because of what it represents. But to me, what it represents, it represents staying in the present moment. It's about coming, you know, within. And I don't think that's bad. Like, so even if you think that, okay, I can't do this and I can't do that because it is, you know, um, new age and that kind of stuff. It's like, you can still see that going within and looking for answers within you or just being more mindful and in the present moment. And I think that is one of the best things to do in all of life, whether or not you're religious, believe in the Bible, metaphysical, woohoo, stuff like it doesn't even matter, that looking within is then all be all. That is like what we all should be doing. So that is just my opinion. But going on to one more thing that she has talked about, and that is the evil eye, which the evil eye is not really evil at all. It is basically it dates back about over 3000 years ago in ancient Greece and Rome. And it's one of the strongest symbolic images in the world. So this is the one where you see like a lot like the blue eye, so to speak. And it is supposed to protect against evil forces. And so everybody can see them. It's getting really big and popular now. And I think it's an amazing thing. I think that this could even help you, you know, stay strong in your belief system. I just think that maybe it doesn't, you know, resonate with the Bible. I don't even know. But I thought it was kind of weird because it's like, okay, that is a symbol to protect yourself against evil stuff. But whatevs. Let's go on first about how in the world like do you make sense out of all of this how do you make the right choices you know what do you do so i'm going to tell you what i do and then to see you know if that will work for you or if you need to change it up a little bit make something a little bit more your own so my take is that everybody has their own path i have to respect their path and i do i do not understand it because sometimes i look at people like her and it's like you are 
going against spreading love and light. I think it, you need to live a life that makes you happy and doesn't also hurt or instill fear in other people that are around you. It's almost like I believe that you are the light, you are a light worker, and your job is to spread more light. And you might be put into situations amongst people and have experiences that are very dark because you are meant to be the light, you are meant to shine. And it's almost like the more that you shine, you are a beacon of light for other people and therefore it will draw them more towards the light when we talk about people who are angry violent on drugs whatever it is um, mean narcissist whatever it is it is because they have gotten away from the light they are away from God's source and so when you go ahead and you open up your light then you become almost like um, a beacon to where it's like moth to a flame and they come closer to you which is another reason why that a lot of empaths light workers that kind of thing are more open to you know bad relationships and stuff like that with narcissists and things like that because they're drawn to you because you have such a great light because they are trying to come back to the light so people who commit crimes and you know even horrible acts they are away from God and so sometimes we can be that lighthouse in their life and bring them more towards you know the light god source that kind of thing and we don't do it by going ahead and uh, telling people they need to do this and they need to believe in that and they need to do this and blah, blah 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 it's like you just need to be the light be yourself do what works for you and then other people will follow if they're meant to or they will take something that they see from you and apply it to their own lives and make it better in that way but I think to tell anybody that this is exactly what you need to believe in and you need to do this and any other way is against God and it's against everything else and you should not do it like who are you to tell somebody what you think that they should do you know based on you know religion or belief systems and the Bible or whatever like that I don't tell anyone this is what you need to do black and white no you have free will you can do whatever the heck that you want to do you believe in something but what I, I draw a line in is when you start hurting other people and not anyone that I know of in the spiritual realm goes ahead and hurts anybody else. You know, for the most part, if, like, if you do it the right way, kind of like what I do and stuff like that, I do not like hurt anybody. If anything, people leave my readings, my sessions, my academy, all those things, feeling uplifted, inspired, happier, closer to God. And so that's what I think is that whatever you do, you keep on doing that if it's working for you and you are having a good life and the people around you are happy and you're realizing this, then keep on going with that. Now, if you are not experiencing that, then maybe you need to go down that path a little bit more and see what is really working for you. I believe that all of us are specks of the divine light coming down here to experience different things in this life. And that means that what my experience is might be different from your experience and your experience is different from someone else. And so we're not meant to be the same. We're supposed to be different. We're supposed to be experiencing different things. That would suck if we're all sparks of the divine. And then we come down here and we all have the exact same experience. That we're not supposed to experience that. And going back a little bit with Dorian Virtue's way, she never ever got to experience, you know, organized religion. And I think that most of us, including probably me and you, have experienced organized religion at one time in our lives. I grew up Lutheran. When I got, you know, really down and I was having a really hard time in life, I went back to church. And I was a big member of my church. I loved my church. I was there on Wednesdays. I was there on Saturdays. I was there on Sundays. I, you know, taught, you know, uh, what is that called? Sunday school. I was always there 
there for Bible vacation school. I was there for all of that. I was a really big member of my church community and I do not regret that at all. And I have nothing against that whatsoever. I will go back there. I will go back to church. I will do all the things that I did. I think it was amazing. My pastor changed my life. I loved those people in, in, in that church and they were like my family. And I learned a lot of courage and I can look back now and I can see how some of the teachings and the things that we would go over the sermons, you know, every Sunday, how they were really talking to me and what I needed to hear at that time. So I believe that Dorian Virtue never had that experience. And now she's having that experience because I feel like a lot of us come from organized religion and then we see no offense, but how effed up it is. And then we go ahead and we change our ways and we see that, you know, more love and light and, you know, metaphysical is a little bit better. And it's really funny too, because she's actually said too, that she didn't know that the sins of the world or people or whatever like that were pressed upon Jesus. And I'm like, really, how did you not know that? Like, were you like born with a rock? But she didn't have that experience. So sometimes it's like, we have to like give a little bit more grace, you know, to what people have experienced and not experienced. Because like, to me, that's kind of crazy. Like, how did you not know that Jesus died for your sins? Like that is something that I grew up knowing since I was, you know, I don't even know, four or five years old, like mm -hmm. Jesus died for your sins. And I'm like, okay, cool. You know, um, maybe I didn't understand what that concept was, but she said that she never even heard of that. So I, I think that she's on her own path and she has to keep on going kind of like what I said with you to be able to find herself, to find what she believes in. And right now that seems like what that is leading her. Now, how does that affect me and my relationship with her and all of her, you know, divination tools and that kind of thing? I'll be honest with you. I am still holding out hope. I am still holding out hope that one day she changes her mind and she comes back and she realizes all of the fear and the, I, I hate to say it, but like the evilness that she has been spreading because she's the one that's being like, you should not believe in this and you should not do that. And if you do that, you're going to go to hell. Like, are you freaking kidding me? How is that leaving the world with more love and light than you found it? How in the world is saying things like that, not demonic, but going ahead and saying, Hey, you know, um, angels are around you, supporting you and you are not alone. Be confident, trust that everything is happening for you, not to you. How in the world is that freaking demonic? We're saying the exact freaking things. The only thing is we're saying it a little bit differently because I am saying, hey, be open and, sh you know, be open and there's love and light and you're there to support, you know, others and others are there to support you, whether or not you can see them. And then she's like, oh no, that's the demons. That's a demons, you know, trust in God and he's the Lord. Yeah, he is the Lord and he is God and you should trust in them. But she's saying it from a place of, which seems like hatred and meanness. It's not coming from a place of love anymore. So anyways... I still love everything that she has ever done. I love everything she's ever done. I use her, her cards all the time. I think that she has the best card decks. I love all of her card decks. I've tried to stop recommending them. Um, but if you are like me and I am not as a big as a conscious consumer as maybe I need to be. And so what that means is that sometimes I buy things maybe from unethical sources. I buy things where I don't know where they come from. Sometimes I don't even care where they come from, which is really bad. Maybe, I don't know, you know, each to each our own. We're each going to be growing into whatever we need to do. Maybe you're already there, but I'm not. So when I look at a lot of my card decks, I kind of know who wrote them, but I don't really know anything about them. And it kind of reminds me of Osho. So if you don't know Osho, he is like this new age um, religion guru guy. And he has since passed. But 
he has a lot of works that are kind of like Eckhart Tolle um, and also a little bit of Joe Dispenza but Joe Dispenza is a little bit more based in science but Osho is a horrible person like like he was like a cheater and he was a liar and all these things but because he was all those things that the, some of the teachings that he brought out to the world to make the world a better place are all those teachings now moot the truth is I don't know the answer to that because I'm still against Osho even though he spread so much love and light you know like he really did like his teachings were really really good he helped out a lot of people but in his personal life he fell short but then again we have to remember that we are humans and we're all each here you know working on our soul contracts and learning about things and growing and stuff like that so we're bound to make mistakes we're bound to go ahead and you know not have everything perfect so I can kind of see that going on with her as well. And I don't pay attention to what the heck is going on in Diana Cooper's life or, you know, um, Carolyn Miss or Brian Weiss or like Kyle Gray. Like, I don't know what's going on with any of those people. I don't follow them. It's just that I had the experience of getting to know Dorian Virtue as one of my first mentors and my first teachers. So and then, you know, with her changing this, I got more involved in her personal life, but usually I keep those two separate. So whatever she's doing in her personal life and whatever she's going through, that's fine. There's lots of people that go ahead and denounce new age. And there's even more people that are denouncing freaking organized religion and going to the freaking new age thing. And uh, anyways, that's another story for another day. However, I still use all of them and I use them because they are great tools and they are accurate. So I'm going to continue using them. Um, and that's my personal preference. I feel like they were made with love. They came with a lot of love and I'm going to keep that energy in them. When I use her card decks, when I read her books, even still to this day, I see an enormous amount of love. And that is why I'm going to keep on using them because I noticed this. Now she actually has a new book out. I believe it's called Deceive No More. And and then you can kind of get the energy around it. For me, that is like yucky energy. I don't even like it. I feel like it has to do a lot with, you know, um, judging people and, you know, telling people this is the right way. And, you know, I don't really like that. I don't really drive with that. And so that energy is not really good for me. So I'm probably not going to pick up that book. So it has a lot to do with energy and the energy that it gives off. And so far it gives off a lot of happiness. I have a lot of fondness with my card decks. So, you know, with the Romance Angel um, card deck that I love, which was one of the first card decks that I got, which is by her, my Archangel Power tarot decks which is by her and I love these decks and they still bring me a lot of joy so I'm going to keep on using them and I'm going to also use my other card decks and those kinds of things um, and I'm still going to be reading some of her books because I feel like a lot of her books have really changed my life and really really helped me out and a great deal one of her books which is called assertiveness to earth angels was a game changer for me this was a book that I used to really help me uphold my boundaries and to help my bleeding heart so a lot of us who are sensitive and are light workers oh my gosh we have such big hearts and we need to be able to balance that and in that book she really helps you out because she helps you see that by keep on working to like help people all the time and stepping in into their lives and being that savior all the time is borderline playing God because they were sent down here and they have their own path to fulfill. And if you keep on intervening, they're not going to learn their soul lessons. And you have to come to a point in your life when you realize, like, are you becoming an enabler? Are you playing God? Maybe you need to step back and that like literally changed my life. It came from a different point of view. So I still freaking recommend that book. I've sent that book to people that I've done readings for. I'd be like, this book, you really need to read it.
Um, I recently just reread one of her other books called Eating in the Light. Now, it's basically a freaking book about, you know, going ahead and becoming a vegan, but it has such great information in there about how your bodies and spirituality mix and how your diet's going to change when you awaken with spiritual things. Like, how in the world is this evil? Okay, so like in leading the light example, okay, like, okay, now going ahead and, you know, saying a prayer over any animal meat that you might eat or animal products and thanking that animal for giving its life for you. How, how is that freaking evil? Tell me how that's freaking evil. You just gave respect and blessings and said a prayer over a freaking animal and you were giving gratitude. How in the world is that demonic? How in the world is that anything? Like, please, like, freaking explain it to me. Same thing with assertiveness for earth angels. You know, like having boundaries and, you know, loving yourself, but also loving other people. It gives you like this sense of freedom that you are only one person and you can only do so much. And that is going to help everybody else around you. I do not understand the concept of how this is demonic. I don't understand how this is bad. And then, you know, some um, Christians can go ahead and say whatever they want to say or religious people. And I'm not trying to judge at all, but it's so funny because they always judge us and we, you know, we're trying not to judge them. But it's like they don't understand some of the concepts. And I believe that maybe Doreen Virtue didn't even understand some of these concepts of spirituality and metaphysics on the way that maybe I even understand it. And that says a lot because she's like my mentor. She's the end all be all. She was like way up there. I should not know more than her. But some of these things that I am hearing people who denounce metaphysics and, you know, the new age philosophies, you know, they don't even understand some of the basic concepts. Like, you know, one of them that I have talked about before is sage, you know, and they're like, oh yeah, so new age people and psychics think that they could just, you know, burn sage and that gets rid of demons. Like your demon is really afraid of sage. And it's like, but you don't understand the science behind sage. You don't understand how it changes the molecules inside of the air. And that is kind of a repellent to demons because they don't like you know, clean air, cleanliness, that kind of stuff. It goes a little bit more intricate than that. But there is many of those tools and misconceptions that are around there. And I'll be honest, like I am the type of person that wants to learn everything. So I am not just going to learn about psychic and mediumship and how it's all good and how it's all love and light because I was once scared of this. Why was I scared of this? I go down those rabbit holes. I've watched some of those videos of people who have denounced it. I have seen the other side because I think that in order to be number one, a good teacher, in order to be a good mentor, not only are you going to have to have gone through some of the things that people have gone through, but you're going to have to look at the other side of things as well. And I have done that. And now I, I get kind of worked up a little bit because it's kind of crazy when you see people flat out lying or they don't know in the world that they're talking about. And then they are hurting other people because some people are very afraid to open up to their gifts. And one of the reasons can be because of how our society treats people who believe in this kind of thing. And that can hurt somebody because you can keep them in an unhealthy state for longer. I was so sick most of my life. Like when I look at my Facebook memories, I was always in and out of urgent care. I was always in the doctor. Something was always wrong with me. I was always, always, always so sick. And it wasn't just with, you know, um, you know, flu or, you know, pneumonia or whatever like that. I did. I, I, I can think of a zillion things that have happened to me. I went into um, a doctor's once. I was working a double shift at a restaurant and I took a break in between my double shifts really quick. I had a girl cover for me while I just went to the doctor's. I had a double ear infection and a lung infection. 
and then like the next time like I went to the doctors it was because my lips blew up like I had you know swollen lips it wasn't caused from a um it wasn't caused, it was caused from a virus, okay? So it wasn't caused from like allergic reaction. So I had gotten that kind of virus. I have ended up in the doctors because I was so incredibly dizzy, but it wasn't vertigo. It ended up being because of my blood sugar. Like so everything was always going wrong with me constantly. And then as soon as I started opening up to my gifts, I got healthier and healthier and healthier because number one, I believed that I was an empath without boundaries. And then the other thing was because I was psychic and I was suppressing my gifts. If you suppress any part of yourself, you're going to get yourself sick. So maybe you're the type that you know has never explored religion and maybe this is a sign that you need to i've started reading the bible like ten thousand zillion times i've tried to learn the bible enough and all of the quotes that go against you know psychic and mediumship and then try to prove them wrong and debunk them and stuff like that that is not don't even worry about that if you're not drawn to that don't do it because i started doing it too and it's just like that's not me because people can go ahead and they can quote the Bible to me all day long. That's fine. Cause that's your belief. Just like I'm going to go ahead and quote like the Tao Te Ching, you know, I'm going to go ahead and quote my Bible kind of thing, my philosophy, my course of miracles. And it's like, it doesn't hold any bearing on them because they don't believe in my course of miracles and all the books that I've read, you know, and I don't believe in theirs either. You know, for the most part, I do not like that is me. That is mine. I am comfortable with now saying it. Um, and I just hope that this gives you enough courage and confidence to, you know, go ahead and speak whatever it is your truth which your truth might be completely different than mine remember we're not here to have the same experience we're here to have different experiences but i will have to say that organized religion um it always gets like this free pass at judging people and you know spreading a lot of fear and things like that and that is bs because we're the ones being told that we're demonic and we're judgy and we are the ones that are evil and stuff like that when it cannot be further from the truth and i really feel like i need to speak up for the underdogs that are just now coming up that are opening up spiritually and where spirituality can freaking change their life in a very beautiful very real and also love and light sense where no demons are freaking involved no demons were involved in creating my life okay so if you look around with my life now i went from you know broke unhealthy you know anxiety ridden full of fear on medications always sick you know a whole bunch of things always going wrong to where i am i'm at now and people could be like oh my god like a demon helped you because now you know you have more money and you're able to travel and you have a big beautiful house and you have um a an awesome son and an awesome husband and all these other things that you know are amazing and it's like did you sell your soul no i didn't in fact i gave my soul to spirit to use me as a conduit to help heal other people Every single day when I sit down and I do a reading afterwards, that person leaves me feeling so much more lighter, happier, healed. Okay. They cry tears because, you know, it resonates with them because they know that there's something more than just meets the eye. And I have helped bring that. I am the conduit for that spiritual communication. And back when I first started, I was really hesitant. Like, oh, do I want to do readings? Do I not? All these things. Spirit said, hey, if you work for us, we're going to help you create the life of your dreams. Like you are going to live, you know, an amazing life if you work for us. And I decided, yeah, I'm going to work for you. And my husband was on this podcast like a long time ago too. And he says this is if this is devil's work then the, the devil is working at a very inefficient manner and i completely agree with that 100 percent so it's kind of just like doreen was like oh yeah the, the ones who carjacked me were demons but when jesus showed up to me it wasn't a demon or maybe it was a demon 
and then it's just like oh my gosh like is your life better that's how to know if you're on the right path and you know you're not you know surrounded by demons like are you happy are you getting happier are the people around you happier because guess what demons are real they're few and far in between they don't really interact with our life that much but they are not wanting you to be happy. They're going to want to keep you sick. They're going to want to keep you down. They're going to want to, you know, keep on feeding off of that bad energy. That is what they're freaking known for. So if you are being happy, if you're spreading love and light, no matter what the frick you believe in, then you know that you are good then. You know, I don't care if you are Christian, if you are Lutheran, if you are Catholic, whatever that you are, if that belief system makes you happy, then that is what you need to keep on going through and believe in and to keep on implementing in your life. There is a lot of memes out there where it shows like um, Krishna together with Jesus and, you know, Kuan Yin and all of these like gods of all these different religions. And it's like they're all saying the exact same thing. They want peace. They want love. They're here to share and spread. And it's almost like God, creator, universe, spirit created all these different gods so that it would speak individually to each one of us because we might be drawn to the different, quote, gods, you know, or, you know, Jesus, you know, ascended masters, if you will, um, because that's what's resonating with us in our soul in that moment. And they created many different ones so that it would reach out to more of us because it's really difficult here on earth to number one live but then to live without something that you believe in that's bigger than yourself because it's so incredibly easy to fall into the dream state of earth so when you are here it's almost like it's a dream and you can get so caught up in the nitty-gritty details all the traumas and the dramas of everyday life that you actually forget that you're not just a human you are a spiritual being that is limitless and so sometimes when people wake up spiritually, they say that, okay, oh, hey, you're actually waking up from the dream state. You were sleeping and now you're awake. There is way more than meets the eye. And it kind of reminds me of the matrix a little bit, but definitely not as creepy, but it's like, yeah, you took a pill and now you woke up and you can see the world for what it really is, which is a dream state. The, the, you're like almost like having this dream and then you can control the dream, you know, if you allow yourself to, and you can wake up and see that there's spiritual coincidences and things like that all around you, that the spiritual realm is around you, even though you may not even notice that it's there just because you can't see them or hear them does not mean they don't exist. The earth is such a tough place to live that we are sent down here with a spiritual team because it's so tough. You know, angels think that we're freaking crazy for incarnating. And I thought that was really interesting. So I hope this helps you out a little bit. I'm going to continue on using my um, Dorian Virtue card decks and things like that. I absolutely love them. I feel like they have a lot of good energy around them still. I am always going to keep on praying for her as well. Um, and not in the condescending way, in the way that, you know, makes her happy and in a way that also her followers are happy and that no matter what she is doing even though i am judging her right now and feeling like she's spreading love and light i i don't think she's spreading love and light i think she's spreading meanness and judgmentalness and stuff like that but I am still going to hope that the people that find her need to hear what she has to say and will help them leave better lives no matter what that belief system is. So if she keeps on converting to people into Christian Catholicism, it doesn't matter if that is going to make that person happier, if that's going to make that person feel more whole and then also to spread more love and light, then bam, that's what they need to do. All right, so thank you for listening to me rant. Um, thank you for listening all about Doreen Virtue. And keep in touch, and I'll talk to you soon.
Thanks for tuning in to the Spiritual AF Life podcast. You'll find all the links to resources and more in the show notes. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss out on the incredible episodes that are coming up.